Blog Talk Radio.
Jesus, no man. No man cannot hinder me in that great getting up morning. Fairly well, fairly well. Good afternoon and God bless you. This is Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. And as you know, we are here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, sharing with you the gospel, the good news, the glad tidings of Jesus Christ. Certainly we are here today because of the Lord's mercy. It is because of his mercy we are not consumed. His compassion fails not. Great is God's faithfulness towards us. It's just another day that the Lord has kept us. He has kept us from all hurt, harm, and danger. And certainly our mind is still staying on him because he kept us all night long as we slumbered and slept. And he gave us time today and not eternity. And for that reason, we give God glory, honor, and praise. And we say, ride on, King Jesus. It is the last Saturday in Black History Month. And certainly I wanted to share that with you, and I'm going to share a story with you about a ride on King Jesus in just a few minutes. But we want you to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your neighbors to log on to www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel and let your family and friends know that we are live and on the air. And certainly we want you to be blessed by all that is said and done on today. Uh, We want you to know that in addition to being on Block Talk Radio, we are syndicated on Apple iTunes, on Spotify, and on Google Play. And certainly you can uh, listen to us on any of those platforms as we are syndicated on all of them. Uh, Our number in studio, if you decide to call in, is 619-924-0800, 619-924-0800. You can call in at the appointed time. Again, we thank you uh, for sharing with us on this Saturday. We encourage you to connect with Global Gospel on social media. If you go to uh, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, or Instagram, we encourage you to look for Global Gospel. Send us a friend request, like, and share. And certainly if you go to Facebook, Twitter, or Tumblr, there is a direct link to each and every episode. You can listen at any time. And so we encourage you to join us there. For those that would like to write Global Gospel, you can write us at P.O. Box 5331. That is in Hempstead, New York, where the zip code is 11550. Our email address is globalgospel17 at gmail.com. Perhaps there's a testimony, there's a story that you want to share with us. You may be a musician, an author a community activist or a leader, a preacher of the gospel, uh, uh, whatever God has called you to do in this hour, in this season, and you feel led to share with us in a respectable manner, please, we encourage you to reach out to Global Gospel. Again, we want to shout out our sponsors on today. Shout out to MPT Enterprise, to Grandma Etta's Quilting, to Third Lounge, to GPA 4.0, to Nationwide Black Family Mediation Services, we thank God for you, for you, and for you. Uh, we want to shout out today the Townsend family, the Norman family, the Stevenson family, the Bradley family, the Jones family, the Hartley family, the Hernandez family, the Walker family, the McCoy family, the Allen family, the Cox family, the Furman family, the Fells family, the Brown family, the Wiggins family, the Gross family, the Davis family, the Robinson family, the Brooks family, the Carter family the Odom family, the Wilson family, the Burdell family, the Locke family, the Johnson family, the Washington family, the Thompson family. Certainly, if we didn't call you, 
please let us know. Uh, certainly, we will be delighted to give you a shout out as well here on Global Gospel because, listen, everybody is somebody. And so uh, the songwriter said, God made you special, for there's no other who's just like you special. You are, I believe, uh, Denise Williams might have sang that song. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I remember learning that song in school that God made you special. And certainly uh, we need to know that today when the enemy is trying to put all kind of thoughts in our heads to let the enemy know that you are special because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And certainly God created us in his image. And so we shout out those that are listening uh, in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, Washington, D.C., North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Michigan, uh, Texas, California, those that are in Canada, Mexico, Jamaica, West Indies, Suriname, Brazil, Uruguay, Argentina, South Africa, Republic of the Congo, Nigeria, Ghana, the Ivory Coast, Ethiopia, Kenya, Uganda, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, those that are in Italy, Spain, Portugal, France, Switzerland, Germany, Belgium, the Netherlands, Sweden, uh, Norway, the United Kingdom, to those that are in South Korea, Japan, and Taiwan. We thank God for you, you, and you, our global audience. We pray that something is said to be a blessing to all of you. For those that have tuned in for the first time, our theme scripture here at Global Gospel comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3. And chapter 4, verse 3 simply says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of to shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. We came today with the gospel, the good news, the glad tidings of Jesus Christ to let you to know about the one who was, who is, and who is to come. To let you know that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, that he uh, lived this life in this world, and he was like us. He was tempted at all points, but he knew no sin. And certainly while he was here, uh, the blind regained their sight. The lame were able to walk. The dead were able to live. The poor were made rich. And certainly the gospel was received by many uh, whoever believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. But certainly he died. And not only did he, he didn't stay in the grave, but he rose with all power in his hands with victory over death, hell, and the grave. And certainly because he lives, we live also. Because he lives, because he came, we have life and we have it more abundantly. And so we say today to you that the gospel is comprehensive. It will meet every need in your life. If you have a financial need, you have a spiritual need, if you have an emotional need, if you have a housing need, the gospel is here today to heal you, deliver you, to save you, and to set you free. You don't have to be down and out. You don't have to be oppressed. You don't have to be suicidal. For the word of God comes just to tell you to live and certainly live and walk in the abundance, walk in the light of the Lord. And certainly we're glad to be able to share with you on today. <clears throat> now, I did uh, tell you that uh, Ride on King Jesus, how we started out, 
uh, that was the uh, Wilmington Chester Mass Choir. And so just a little background information on Ride on King Jesus. And so we know that that is a Negro spiritual. It's Black History Month. And so I just want to share this with you. And it was a Negro spiritual. It was first published in Jubilee Songs Complete as sung by the Jubilee Singers of Fisk University, published in 1872, with three stanzas and a refrain. Ride on, King Jesus, no man can hinder me. Ride on, King Jesus, no man can hinder me. I was, I was but young when I begun. No man can hinder me, but now my race is almost done. No man can hinder me. No man cannot hinder me. King Jesus rides on a milk-white horse. No man can hinder me. The river of Jordan he'd cross. No man can hinder me. And certainly there's much to be said. I came across an article uh, by the uh, Discipleship Ministries of the United Methodist Church. It says Jesus was Savior and friend, human and yet divine, and yet the Son of God, because of their often brutal treatment enslaved Africans identified with Christ's suffering in a very personal way. They sang, were you there when they crucified my Lord? As African-American civil rights leaders and theologians Howard Thurman noted, he suffered, he died, but not alone. They were there with him. They knew what he suffered. It was a cry of the heart and found a response and an echo in their own woes. The enslaved people had a powerful imagination that was captivating by the notion of having a king who was powerful enough that absolutely no one could hinder him. If Jesus could not be hindered, then they felt agency in their own lives as well, giving them hope. Some versions of this life-affirming song add, He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, the first and the last. No man hinders me. This song captures the aspiration of the hearts of enslaved people. Jesus was born a baby, yes, but he was also a king, recalling his triumphal, unhindered entry into Jerusalem. And then the other part I want to share with you, to those of you that uh, happen to be theologians or those that uh, study the word of God, Intensely and in depth uh, There is some reference here Also this writer lets us know That Ride on King Jesus Became well known through choral And solo arrangements Before being included in hymnals During the last quarter of the 19th century The spiritual was a favorite of The Fish Jubilee Singers And also there was something here that I wanted to read that it has theological foundations. William B. McLean, Emeritus Professor of Preaching and Worship at Wesley Theological Seminary, finds the roots for this text in both the highway imagery of the Old Testament and the triumphal entry into Jerusalem in the New Testament. It is significant that theology proper blends imperceptible and perceptibly into Christology in the spirituals. That is, that is statements about God 
are not theologically distinct from statements about Jesus Christ. Jesus is understood as the king and the deliverer of humanity from unjust suffering. And so what did Jesus say? He said, I and the Father am one. And certainly we know that there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God in us all, above us all, and through us all. So there is no distinction in that perspective between God the Father and Christ the Son. Uh, we are going to take a break, and we'll be back. And I want to ask you this question on today. Did you stop to pray? Stay tuned and be blessed.
pray this morning as you started on your way. Lillian Lily, Mississippi Mass Choir. Certainly, again, we do not own the rights to any of the music that you hear on today. I want to share a particular passage of scripture for you on today. You read the chap, uh, read the headline. You'll find that we are in the book of Acts, the Acts of the Holy Spirit, the Acts of the Disciples, Acts chapter 27. I am going to read, you know, it's always challenging how much to read or how much not to read, but I am going to begin reading at the first verse, and I'll probably skip around a little bit. You can read in your spare time, but I am going to, I want you to put a pen at verse 42. Acts 27, verse 1. When it was decided that we should sail for Italy, this is the NIV version, Paul and some other prisoners were handed over to a centurion named Julius, who belonged to the Imperial Regiment. We boarded a ship from Adramitium, about to sail for ports along the coast of the province of Asia. And we put out to sea Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was with us. The next day we landed at Sidon, and Julius in, and Julius, in kindness to Paul, allowed him to go to his friends so they might provide for his needs. From there we put out to sea again and passed out to the lee of Cyprus because the winds were against us. When we had sailed across the open sea off Cilicia and Pamphylia, we landed at Myra in Lycia. There the centurion found an Alexandrian ship sailing for Italy and put us on board. We made slow headway for many days and had difficulty arriving off Cnidus. When the wind did not allow us to hold our course, we sailed to the Lee of Crete, opposing Salmon. We moved along the coast with difficulty and came to a place called Fair Havens near the town of Lassie. Much time had been lost and sailing had already become dangerous because by now was after the fast. So Paul warned them, men, I can see our voyage is going to be disastrous and bring great loss to ship and cargo, and to our own lives also. But the centurion, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilot and of the owner of the ship. Since the harbor was unsuitable to winter, and the majority decided that we should sail on, hoping to reach Phoenix and winter there. This was a harbor in Crete facing both the southwest and northwest. When a gentle south wind began to blow, they thought they had obtained what they wanted. So they weighed anchored and sailed along the shore of Crete. I'm going to before very long a wind of hurricane force called the Northeaster swept down from the island. The ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind. So we gave to way to it and were driven along. As we passed to the lee of a small island called Corda, we were hardly able to make the lifeboat secure. 
When the men had hoisted it aboard, they passed ropes under the ship itself to avoid to hold it together, fearing that they would run aground on the sandbars of Certus. They lowered the sea anchor and let the ship be driven along. We took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard. On the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. After the men had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete when you could have spared yourselves damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage, because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. I want to skip to verse 42. The soldiers planned to kill the prisoners to prevent any of them from swimming away and escaping. But the centurion wanted to spare Paul's life and kept them from carrying out their plan. Stay tuned.
We thank you for the truth of God. We thank you for the love of God. We thank you for the peace of God. We thank you for the word of God, for your words. They are spirit and they are life, God. We thank you for this opportunity to share your word and to declare your word. We pray that something is said on today to touch someone, to heal someone to deliver, to save, to set free and encourage. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Change of plans, change of plans. Chapter, uh, verse 42 says, the soldiers plan to kill the prisoners to prevent any of them from swimming away and escaping. But the centurion wanted to spare Paul's life and kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and get to land. The rest were to get there on planks or on pieces of the ship. And this way, everyone reached land and safety. The topic for this afternoon is change of plan. And so if we were to backtrack a little bit and just talk about life for a little bit, all of us have made some plans in life. We've had uh, somebody said we make plans and God laughs. We made financial plans. We've made plans for where we're going to live, for where we're going to work. We made family plans, who we're going to marry, how many kids we're going to have, uh, what kind of car we're going to drive. I believe um, in elementary school there was a, a game that we used to play. And in the game, I believe the name of the game was called MASH. And so at the top of the paper, you would write M. A-S-H. And M was for mansion. A was for apartment. S for shack. And H for house. And then you would write the name of the person you wanted to marry. The boys would write the name of a girl they wanted to marry. The girls would write the name of a boy they wanted to marry. Then they would write how you would write how many 
uh, children you wanted to have. And then you would write what your occupation would be. And then you would write uh, the location of a city that you would live. Now, I may be forgetting something, but that's what I can remember at this time. And so as you would count off and go through the list, uh, some names would be crossed off of the spouse. Some names would be crossed off of the location, the number of children, uh, where you would live, etc. And so at the end, you would be left living in a mansion, an apartment, a shack, or a house. You would be left with one person to marry. You would be left with one city to live in. You would be left with one amount of children. You would be left with one uh, type of employment. I think I got that right. And so uh, you, we made those plans, and it was just a game, of course, but as things would happen, you wouldn't necessarily end up living where you wanted to live. You wouldn't necessarily end up uh, where you wanted to be in life because the options were there, and you chose what you wanted, but it didn't go your way. And so life is just that way. We've made a lot of choices in life. we made a lot of decisions. And perhaps they have not gone our way. And sometimes it didn't go our way for good reasons. Sometimes it didn't go our way for bad reasons. But nevertheless, God is still in control. God's got it all in control. And uh, we have to realize that we have to, the songwriter said, Twinkie Clark and Mr. Clean said, accept what God allows. And sometimes it's difficult to accept what God allows. It's difficult to accept that you have to go through the storm. But one of the greatest lessons I learned about the storm, and I've driven in many storms. I've driven in snowstorms. I've driven in uh, whiteout snow. I've driven in whiteout rain. Uh, Whatever the condition is from north to south, I've, I've driven in it. But one of the most important things I heard is uh, the other year someone was in uh, New York City and they were driving and they were it was a storm going on. And the person pulled over to the side of the road while the storm was going on. And so the commentator said that had the person not pulled over, the storm would not have killed them. Because when they pulled over, a tree fell on them during the storm. And so one of the most important things you have to remember about life is that whatever the test, whatever the trial, whatever the tribulation, whatever the storm, you have to continue to drive through the storm because it is dangerous to stop during a storm. If you stop your car in the middle of a storm, somebody you run the risk somebody could run into you. You run the risk of being stationary. And so, uh, and, you know, you use discretion at your own will. But if you get caught out there in a storm, just drive and go through the storm. So Paul had told them, listen, he told them he was, Paul was a prisoner. He's on his way to Rome. And so he had just uh, given his testimony before Agrippa. And Agrippa, uh, Agrippa thought Paul was crazy. He was mad. He said, listen, this man isn't really a criminal. He's crazy. And certainly uh, the commentator had went out, always my pastor used to say, uh, Agrippa said, almost you persuaded me about Christ. And isn't that a terrible place to be? If you were almost persuaded about Christ being who it was, if you think about all the people that were almost persuaded, if you think about Pilate, Pilate said, let me wash my hands, but he didn't stop because of who Christ was. And But I was told, my teacher told us, almost chicken 
does it make suit? And I believe Brandy, the R&B singer, said almost doesn't count. And so we have to remember that almost is not an option. You have to be all the way in or all the way out. Certainly sometimes there's black, sometimes there's white, sometimes there's gray, sometimes there's in, sometimes there's out. But when it comes to God, either you believe him or you don't believe him. Either you take him at his word or you don't take him at his word. When the storm comes, you have to believe that he's going to take you through the storm. Otherwise, you'll be left to perish. And so Paul told them not to sail. But how many of you know that people uh, don't want to hear good advice? The Bible says that they will not endure sound doctrine. And so the people that were in charge, the people that were transporting, the people that were driving the ship, they uh, acted upon their own actions because they were in control, because they had the money perhaps to do what they needed to do. They had the money to sail. They had the cargo on the ship. Perhaps they were going to make great money. But if you do things out of turn, if you do things on your own will without God's consent or permission, it will cost you more in the long run. And we know that because they were disobedient to Paul, they were disobedient to the man of God, that they ran into a storm and not just any storm. It was the uh, this particular path, uh, uh, particular version of the Bible says that it was a northeaster. And somebody, uh, one other uh, version, if you research, they'll say it's a Eurachlodon. But it was a fierce storm. It was a violent storm. Tried to do everything they could. They tried to uh, anchor down. They tried to uh, hold on and just ride the storm and do what they knew how to do. But uh, nothing would stop the violence and fierceness of the storm. But Paul uh, let them know, if you read a little further, he said let, he gets up and he lets them know the same people he told not to sail that because he was led by God. He gets up and tells them, listen, an angel visited me on last night. He said, the last night an angel of God, who I am and whom I serve, stood beside me and said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. God didn't stop the storm. He didn't stop it for the believer. He didn't stop it for the unbeliever. God sent an angel. He gave a message and said, listen. I'm not going to stop the storm. You're not going to die in the storm, but you will run aground. And certainly that's what happened. They had to lighten the load. They let go of the cargo. They let go of their goods. They tried everything, but they ran aground. And we know that some of them made it on broken pieces. There were 276 people on board. And before that happened, Paul said, listen, y'all got to eat uh, because you haven't eaten and certainly you're going to need strength for the journey. And we have to know in life when to fast and when not to fast. And, you know, uh, that is a prayer and fasting and consecration is a lifestyle that uh, some people have. Some people don't have. Some people is a part of who they are. Some people do at certain times of the year. But you got to know when to be. You have to be, whatever the case is, you have to be led by God because it's just like God told 
uh, Elijah. He said, listen, eat for the journey is going to be long. So you have to know when you need your strength. And certainly if you're operating outside of God's will in anything you do, it can be detrimental. It can be deadly. It can be disastrous. But God changed the plans. Uh, The people wanted to kill the prisoners. The same Paul who was a prisoner that gave them a message from the angel, they were going to kill him. But the Bible says in verse 42, the soldiers planned to kill the prisoners to prevent any of them from swimming away and escaping. But the centurion wanted to spare Paul's life. Paul had found favor in the eyes of the centurion and kept them from carrying out the plan. Don't you know that the enemy has desired you as weak? But Jesus told Peter, I prayed for you. I prayed for you. You need to know today that Jesus is still praying for you. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and I. And so when the enemy, though the enemy decides to kill us, though he decides to take us out through sickness, through death, he tries to take our mind, he tries to destroy our peace, he comes into our homes, he comes into our churches, he comes into our places of employment just to try to take you out, to snuff you out. But God has another plan, and God will change the mind of the enemy. You don't know when he's going to do it. You don't know how he's going to do it. You don't have to know why he's going to do it. But the Lord knows them that are his. And the Bible says, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. So be encouraged on today. Be uplifted. Be inspired. uh, Be determined to study your word. Be determined to live by The word of God, be determined to apply the word of God to your life, knowing that God changes plans and that there is safety when riding through the storms of life. Stay tuned. God bless you. When I 
the Lord certainly the storm came. They were shipwrecked. But uh, certainly gave Paul favor in sight, in the sight of the soldier. And certainly uh, this, everyone. When we And we know that when we talk about ships and manifestos and the captain, uh, they said they were, if they were to say how many souls were on board, there were 276 souls on board. And certainly God saved those souls in the storm. Again, we encourage you to read that entire chapter in your study time. Again, we know that God also, as a people, God brought us safety, uh, the black people's safety on this. Many died, many perished, but many of them made it safe through the middle passage, uh, through the slave triangle, through all the trials and tribulations that God has brought us up to this present time. The hymn writer I'm going to play, uh, James, Reverend James Cleveland, says, Jesus, lover of my soul, is the name of the hymn. But the story that one person gave about this particular hymn, and we know that John Wesley wrote this hymn, but the story goes on this, and it pertains to uh, Black History Month and slavery. It tells the story of the other side of the soldiers. In the early 20th century, a gathering of veterans from the both sides of the Civil War, an elderly Confederate recalled that late one evening before the war had ended, he was on patrol and happened upon sentry from the opposing side. His gun aimed with a clear line of vision. He was ready to pull the trigger when the sentry broke into song, Jesus, lover of my soul, let me to thy bosom fly. Pause and listen. As the Union Guard continued to sing, cover my defensive head with the shadow of thy wing. The soldier put his gun down and crept away. I couldn't kill that man, though he were ten times my enemy, he recalled. A Union veteran spoke up. Was that in the Battle of Atlanta in 1864? Indeed it was. The, the other gentleman said, I was that sentry. The Union veteran exclaimed. He spoke of his fear of battle the sense of hopelessness he felt that night on patrol, and the peace and comfort brought to him by singing the hymn, Jesus, lover of my soul. And so when we're facing opposing forces, sometimes it's the war of good and evil, sometimes it's the war of black and white, sometimes it's uh, who's right and who's wrong, just remember that words of that hymn, Jesus, lover of my soul saved both soldiers that day on opposing sides stay tuned an old familiar hymn that said Jesus lover of my soul Let me to thy bosom fly. Yes, sir. Father, dear, want 
my hopeless soul on thee. Leave, leave me not alone. Still support and comfort me. Jesus, lover of my soul. God bless you. We thank you for sharing with us on this Saturday afternoon, February the 24th, 2024. We encourage you to listen to the entire episode on Apple iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, on Rock Talk Radio at the conclusion of this hour. And certainly, uh, if you are in the local area, I want you to meet me if you can. If you have no church, tomorrow at the Mount Olive Baptist Church, 43 High Street, Manhasset, New York, 11 a.m., where the Reverend Edward Corley is the pastor as we close out Black History Month, 11 o'clock, 43 High Street, Manhasset, New York. Hope to see you there. Again, we thank you for sharing with us on this uh, last Saturday of Black History Month. We are going to close with a, another version uh, with uh, the Roberta Martin singers. Ride on, King Jesus. Let us pray. God, our Father, we thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for your tender mercy. We thank you for this, another day we've never seen before, God. We pray that you continue to move by your spirit. Have your way in the name of Jesus, God. Touch, heal, deliver, set, save, and set free. Remember your people everywhere. Meet every need. We thank you and we praise you for your son, Jesus, because it is in him that all things are possible. And we say, ride on, King Jesus. God bless you. <laughs>